This podcast contains coarse language and details about true crime involving extreme violence. Viewer discretion is advised. Please look towards the description of this specific episode to see all of the warnings. Well, hello everyone, it is Jade and welcome back to Jade Talks True Crime Dun 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 Dun. This case was brought to my attention by one of my good friends, Jackie, so thank you to her for this. It's taken me a while to get the third episode out, but that is just because I was looking so hard for the perfect case, you know, something interesting, and it's hard to research a case if you are not into it, so that's why it was kind of difficult because I was trying to find one that I was also intrigued by so I could kind of put out the best episode with the best info, but I was saved by this case being suggested to me. So, yes. Um, This is a crazy one. (laughs) I don't really know what to say about it. It is not a murder case, but it is true crime, obviously. And it's kind of just morally disgusting. Um, Very, very disturbing. So, this is truly a warning. Like, before moving into it, it's gross. Um, Reading about it, I was shocked seeing pictures i was shocked as well so when you find out what the crime is um there is like physical like photo evidence of it but look at that at your own risk obviously um because it is disturbing and it is something that could possibly like haunt you for a while so just know that before doing anything um but moving into this we are headed to gorky russia so Side note beforehand, I am not Russian and this is a Russian case. So if I end up pronouncing anything wrong, um, yeah, sorry if I do, because I do not know how to pronounce things in Russian properly. So yeah, but we are obviously focused on Anatoly Moskvin, who is a journalist born in 1966. So he was a normal child, you know, your average kid. Um, There was nothing really wild about his childhood you know he was with his parents lived with his parents his parents were together um and he was yeah just kind of normal um a bit weird but normal for the most part and not that weird as of now um he was very intelligent though extremely intelligent um even throughout his adult years he is just so smart so he's always kind of been that way and he was an introverted person but there are many people who are introverted um so this isn't very odd but yeah you just an average kid there was nothing really um extremely off but very early on in his life he was exposed to death and fascinated by it so he claims that when he was 12 he was brought to this funeral by men so there are two kind of claims of this there's a claim that men approached him and brought him to this funeral or that he ran into this funeral he was um outside for this event at school and then this happened so they don't know um well i don't know i guess if it's true that he was approached or that he ran into them but either way he ended up at this funeral of an 11 year old girl named natasha so he's there and it's an interesting kind of um funeral They were standing in like these interesting um, outfits. They were singing above this coffin. Um, Not something I think 
in like North America you would see, um, but I'm sure it is definitely just a certain religious practice. And he tries to leave because he doesn't want to be here. He like, it's just odd. You're at a random girl's funeral. It's like her dead body's there. Um, you're just like, I don't want to be here. So he tries to leave, but he gets pulled back. And the mother of Natasha, who's the deceased girl, um, tells him that he needs to kiss the corpse. So he does it um, because he is essentially being forced and uh, he ends up liking it. So this is this is where it kind of begins for him. Um, and he really liked it. And then the mother hands him two wedding rings, which he has to put one on Natasha and one on himself, which deems them as married. Again, very weird, but it is a thing. It's a certain practice. I don't know if it is religious or not. Um, and I am not positive what the religious of Natasha, religious, the religion of Natasha's family is. So I cannot confirm that, but they were married apparently. So the mother told him not to tell anyone for 40 days, which is like kind of an average, um, like mourning period after a funeral. And she gave him some fruit and some money and just sent him on his way. So he threw the fruit out right away and then used the money to buy a book. So again, very intelligent kid, kind of was weirded out by this occurrence, but it kind of like set fire um, for the rest of everything. <laughs> so for a year after this, he had dreams about her every single night she would appear in his dreams. And she would talk to him about black magic and stuff like that. And it creeped him out and he didn't like it. So he went to her village once to try and get these dreams to stop so while he was there the dream stopped but the minute he came back it came all over again so he told his parents he was very scared he didn't like it and they took him to the doctor and the doctor just said oh he's just going through puberty you know he's feeling many emotions here's a sedative so the doctor didn't really assess him any further and he was given the sedative which really didn't do anything it just relaxed him if anything so in one of the dreams she came to him and told him that he needed to give her a tooth and then the dreams would stop so he wanted these dreams to stop so he somehow got one of his classmates teeth and uh then stopped really weird um how he acquired this tooth it is not known but he somehow got a tooth <laughs> um and that was the whole thing with Natasha, but apparently even after these dreams stopped, anytime he was in like her village, he would go to her grave. So though he was creeped out, his fascination was building at this point and it was just something that had impacted him and kickstarted, obviously, what will go on. He was also um, raped by a man when he was either seven or eight and it was on his way home from school so he he claims this again not proven but i am obviously going to go with the fact that this is true and this is his claim and apparently he never told anybody so that day when he came home his parents thought he was acting strange um but he just became really defensive and aggressive so they left it alone and you know just let him go on his way so after this occurred he became even more introverted than he was and obviously regarding lots of people who commit like kind of serious crimes like any like serial killers like murderers people who do kind of weird things there is often some sort of trauma in their childhood that builds to that it's what they do can kind of become a like 
coping mechanism and also it just when something like that happens to you can develop a lot of um mental health issues from that especially if he never addressed it um throughout his entire life and didn't even tell his parents this is something that was kind of cooped up in him for a long time so this is one trauma in his life that could have led to eventually what happens and it's sad like that is something very sad and that shouldn't have happened to him or shouldn't have happened to anybody for that matter um but that was a big trauma in his life so after you know his childhood he ends up studying at the philological faculty of moscow state university so there he studied folklore celtic history and linguistics he was such a smart person he was deemed a genius he could speak 13 languages and he self-taught himself all of those languages and he wrote books he even wrote more than one dictionary like he wrote a dictionary in russian a dictionary in english and then there was a couple other ones i think so he was extremely smart he also taught celtic studies so he was just overall a really smart person and people like loved him and how smart he was and stuff like that but during university he became very into death and cults and burials and stuff like that um so he was digging deeper into this kind of fascination he had and he joined this club um that was about lucifer where they did rituals and black magic and stuff like that and they had these rules in this club that was like you have to be celibate and you can't drink or smoke so it was um kind of was very tight on rules and stuff like that but these were his beliefs and um yeah that's what he believed in and in 2003 he met someone named yulia and she was religious so she was also celibate as well so they ended up having a relationship that was non-sexual but after some time um she was like i want to have a kid and he wanted to have a kid too but due to the fact that they were celibate they decided that they would adopt um but he ended up leaving his job at the university where he taught celtic studies due to some falling out with staff and therefore he was kind of just tutoring people and like being a freelance writer at this point so when they um tried to adopt they were denied due to the fact that he did not have a stable income and this kind of took a toll on their relationship and especially when he brought up the fact that he wanted to adopt he got in this massive argument with his parents this will come in later but i think it's because his parents probably just wanted like a biological grandkid you know you don't know what his parents values are um so this adoption kind of caused a ruckus in many things so keep in mind and remember he got in an argument with his parents about adoption but after this this took a toll on him and yulia's relationship and they ended up breaking up so that was kind of just one major event that happened to him leading up to everything and then in 2005 he was given this amazing like dream job offer by this historian named oleg ryabov and he was writing this book about people in cemeteries who were kind of lost forgotten about stuff like that so basically like anatoly's job was to go to cemeteries and collect information for this author's book so he would find people's graves write down their names date of birth date of death cause of death any kind of information he could find and it was just supposed to be like forgotten people so 
In between 2005 and 2007, Anatoly went to 752 cemeteries in 35 different districts, and he would walk about 30 kilometers each day. So that is a lot. That is a lot of dedication, a lot of work, and he was very into it. Obviously, he already had some sort of fascination with death and stuff like that, so him being given this job is kind of feeding 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 into it so as he was doing this he would literally camp out in the cemeteries he would drink from puddles in the cemeteries um he would sleep like in kind of any hay that was around he would sleep in like abandoned building hole in the wall stuff like that um he was just in the cemetery like 24 7 at this point Um, and even once there was an open casket left in one of the cemeteries, um, because there was supposed to be a funeral held the next day and he ended up sleeping in that casket. So there was a, apparently a Celtic, um, belief where if you slept in the coffin, like it would connect you to the person. So I think he kind of did this, um, to kind of feel, feel what it would be like to be dead and just kind of experience that. He was very fascinated. And, um, he apparently even slept in a coffin once that had somebody in it. So again, trying to connect, you know, all this stuff. And throughout this time, um, he was caught by police many times. I think, I mean, I think it would be weird if I saw some guy just like sleeping around in cemeteries and like, you know, like staring in the graves and stuff like that. Um, but he always was let out by them because i mean he had all his research on him he could back up the fact why he was at the cemetery he could state who he was so they kind of just let him go because it was like okay you're writing for this book that's fine you're collecting info um and yeah after this he was just kept going on his kind of freelance writer um thing and that's what he did after he um, did all the research for this man. And between 2006 and 2010, he wrote so many articles on cemeteries. And he once wrote this article, I cannot even talk. He once wrote this article about the Mongol Tatar invasion in Russia. And he wrote about, um, things like he claimed that the men from that invasion claim, like, raped many 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 women and this is what he wrote in this article so this made a lot of people suspicious um because they didn't really know why he was writing about it and they were kind of just they just thought it was weird and they just kind of were like "Mm, that guy's a little weird and then in 2008 he ended up writing this article about the swastika so he was getting accused of being a fascist and this is when the authorities kind of became suspicious of him and they kept their eye on him for a while because they were like now this is weird you know we saw this guy in the cemeteries maybe he is kind of doing something sketchy and on November 2nd, 2011, the police ended up entering his apartment, which he shared with his parents. So I've seen two stories that led into this. So I've seen one story where they found him like vandalizing a gravestone and then convinced him to let them into his apartment and then they entered the apartment. And then I saw another one where they literally just raided the apartment. Both are probably legible, but I mean, they could have just raided the apartment without even contacting him before due to the fact that they had his name. They thought he was weird from these articles and they just eventually went in. So yeah, either way, the police ended up in his shared apartment with his parents on November 2nd, 2011. So they're in the apartment, okay? And what they see 
inside this apartment is crazy. Someone claimed that they smelt kind of a decaying smell, which obviously red flag, red flag. Um, and apparently that was that, but they enter his house and there were tons of life-size dolls in this apartment. Kind of can get what I'm like hinting at right now. So the police like go in and they expected to kind of see stuff about like maybe like Nazi Germany or like something about this invasion, any kind of weird like history, controversial stuff, but they ended up seeing these dolls instead. Um, they get closer to the dolls and they realize that these aren't just dolls, that they are corpses. Um, so there was a total of 29 dolls, aka corpses, in this apartment. I also saw that there was 26 I saw a claim that said there was 26 bodies, um, but there was also a claim he threw some of them out, so there could have really been 26 dolls, and then they found, like, three that were thrown out. Anyways, total of 29 dolls. Um, oh, I don't... Yeah, so there was 29 corpses, which he had turned into dolls. So these were all females, and they ranged from ages 3 to 30 years old. Yeah, so he had 29, 29 corpses that he had turned into dolls that were between ages 3 and 30, and he had collected these over time. And when the police like, got closer to the dolls, they discovered there was something rattling, and um, what they found is that each doll had, uh, well, each person, I guess, I probably should reference them as a person, each person had a music box inside of their chest that he would insert there. So he put it there so it could be like they were singing a song or they were talking or something like that. I don't know. And he put that in their chest. And then apparently there was also other things found inside of them, like pieces of their gravestone were inserted inside of them. Any personal belongings that were in their like coffin with them was inserted in there. And yeah, it's just gross and what he would do is i guess he would use salt and baking soda to preserve them and then he would let them dry out in the cemetery and then he would bring them back to his home and this is where he would kind of turn them more into dolls like he would dress them um which he found clothes like in the trash i guess like probably around the city and he would dress them in these clothes and he would put nylon around their face and put makeup on them he would also put like buttons on their eyes and put like actual like doll faces onto their faces um and it's just weird very 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 weird he would watch cartoons with these dolls he would talk to them um he would celebrate any holidays with them and he also would celebrate their birthdays with them obviously he knew their birthdays from going to their gravestone and um, he would celebrate with them. He talked to them and he apparently really cared about these dolls. He wanted children, so he took all these girls and he thought that one day they could be brought back and that's what he thought he was doing is he was bringing them back to life and giving them like a life and stuff like that and he thought everything he did for them, maybe they would be able to acknowledge it. So, and there was even apparently a doll or girl inside his parents room in their room 
and they apparently didn't know that these were real corpses so they thought their son was weird i mean like he had been living with them like his entire life at this point so they just thought he was weird and since the dolls like had the nylon on their face they were dressed a certain way like he was preserving the bodies and like you know he's putting makeup on them and stuff like that they kind of didn't really look like people i guess so they kind of thought he was just making dolls out of paper mache and that's kind of what this was um and they just thought it was paper mache dolls and they just thought he was making them and um he was just talking to them because he was weird um but i it's just weird and after this kind of all came out his dad ended up having a heart attack and his mother was in the hospital as well because she was in such shock so i obviously don't think the parents are lying due to the fact that they literally there was like a heart attack and they were hospitalized both of them i don't think they're lying i just find it very odd that there was literally a corpse in your bedroom that was life-sized and your son had like 20 plus of them and you just thought they were dolls that he made i find that so suspicious especially they must have known that he like kind of liked cemeteries like there's nothing wrong with like going to a cemetery and walking around and feeling calm and finding it like soothing um but like they must have known he liked black magic they must have known something like weird like i don't know like i said i don't think they're lying i just find it so suspicious that they didn't even have any inkling that hmm, maybe this is a real corpse like maybe this is a real person i don't know and like he vandalized well obviously he vandalized all the graves like he dug up their grave got them out of the coffin and then refilled it so it's really sad because he covered it up back up so well that the family of these girls would still go to the gravesite and be there and think that um their family member was there when they really weren't but that's how good he covered it up and that is just so weird <gasps> um and yeah so these dolls were everywhere i just find it also odd that the police say they smelled a decaying smell when they entered the apartment and his parents still didn't understand or like even suspect this but i guess like i mean if there's a certain smell in your house you adapt to it after some time like you know if like i don't know say your house smells like um like honey okay say your house smells like honey you're so used to it you don't smell honey when you go in your house but when you leave your house someone will smell you and be like oh my god you smell like honey you know so you don't smell that but someone else does so like maybe that's why his parents just adapted to this kind of odd smell in their apartment and then uh went from there so in conclusion his parents didn't know all these dolls were in the house all these girls were in the house i guess and yeah he had a bunch of them and he you know took care of them and these were just he talked to them he had chats with them really 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 weird and the first one he took was in 2003 and this was very shortly after he had that adoption argument with his parents that is why i told you to keep this in mind so he got this first one like really shortly after he they had this argument so what i think it was is because since the adoption didn't follow through he really wanted this child and then he took the first girl out of her grave and that kick-started it and then obviously him being 
in cemeteries for work it was just building on top of everything and obviously he was taking girls throughout that period of time as well which is crazy so he was charged um obviously with mutilation of corpses and grave vandalism and he was clearly mentally ill um obviously i don't think you do that if you're not and he just yeah oh he just thought this was like a thing he could do and he i think he wanted to bring them back and he wanted to give them this life and since he was into black magic he thought he could somehow maybe bring them back and he said he knew what he was doing was bad he knew it was illegal but he was just compelled to do it and in his mind he thought he was doing something good and he thought he was giving these girls um i don't know like a second chance at life maybe or he thought he was doing something good for them and yeah he just he knew it was illegal but he thought he was doing something good and he ended up being assessed and it was deemed that he had paranoid schizophrenia which i mean i'm not shocked at the fact that he has a mental illness but also that it is some form of schizophrenia um and on may 25th 2012 he his trial started and he was supposed to have up to five years in prison so obviously this seems very low but in the end when you look at it in legal terms he didn't kill these girls he didn't kill any of them all he did was he vandalized their grave and mutilated all of them so though it is morally gross like to like to me and like obviously anyone else they would be like oh well that's so like he should be in jail forever like you know like all this stuff he did which it is morally wrong but obviously in the court you're looking at at it from a legal standpoint and therefore he was only gonna have like up to five years in prison because of this but he was deemed unfit to stand trial obviously because he was clearly mentally ill and not stable at all whatsoever so he was released of any legal liability at this trial and he was put into a psychiatric clinic so at the trial obviously the parents of all these people were there and a lot of the parents were yelling out to give him the death penalty and all this stuff like they were very angered and at one point in the trial he turns to the parents of these children and he said that he was telling the parents he was like you left your children out in the cold i was warming them up yada yada like oh my and he said he wasn't sorry for it so it depends on your morals as well and how you view kind of what he did so i don't know like i mean in a way okay yeah they're buried six feet in the ground but they are passed away whether like your soul and spirit lives on is a whole separate story from this but if we're talking physically the deceased physical body does not feel anything anymore but in his mind he was like they're cold and he warmed them up so he says and brought them home and he said he wasn't sorry for digging them up and stuff like that and that was that and he was supposed to pay $75,000 to each family which was like moral pay for what he did and one father of a one of the girls actually denied this pay so he thought that um it was like i don't know if he necessarily thought what he did was fine but he said that um 
Anatoly treated her better than he did while she was alive. So he it was like, oh, you were taking care of my daughter. Like, I'm not going to take this money from you. And there's kind of a split on whether or not, like, people have opinions on if they're on the side with this father or if they are against Anatoly. Um, I feel like that's a very difficult thing because in the end, like, it's not like he killed the girls and it's not like he was doing anything like like well he was doing something gross and morally gross to them but it wasn't anything like insane um so i don't know i feel kind of on the fence about that because i'm just a bit unsure on um if it's like what it you know like it's legally bad and it's morally wrong but the Father has a point in saying he took care of the corpse, but it's still just, to me, disrespectful to the family of the dead person. It would still be wrong if it was someone related to you, but I feel as though that if you dug up your own family member and did that, it would be a little more reasonable just because like, it's like, oh, it's my sister or something like that. But he was just digging up these random girls. And so a lot of people are on the fence and kind of either on this father's side or completely against Anatoly. And I feel like that is a huge debate um, and definitely, definitely something weird. Yeah, I don't know. And so he was in that psychiatric clinic and he would be there for a time period and then he would be like, okay, he'll get out in like whatever year. And then it was always extended, extended, extended. It was constantly extended. Um... And it was extended till 2018. And then in 2019, he had a, like, evaluation and he was deemed he had no progress whatsoever. And he was not let out. So as of 2019, um, he is still in the psychiatric clinic. So there's kind of a fear that if he gets let out, he will just do the exact same thing. And even his parents claimed that they think if he is let out, that he will just do the exact same thing and go back to digging up graves and um, taking people. So the parents want him to stay there. And obviously it's shown that um, like psychologically he hasn't made any progress and therefore he has not been let out and he is still currently in the clinic. And that's the latest on Anatoly and um, his life. So, like I said, disturbing case. Um, yeah, very disturbing. It is just... The thought of it is so gross. And in the way of, like, your own values, it's gross. And, like, you can't imagine how the families of those girls feel and i mean like how his parents felt from that shock i mean they literally were both hospitalized um but just thinking about that is something really odd and i feel like this is such a controversial case because it's not necessarily like he killed all of them it was just like he was doing things to their bodies and housing them and it's just not like something you think you'll see every day and it's definitely just an odd one um based on your opinion and everything like that so definitely definitely um a weird case but one that i found 
really intriguing thanks to my good friend (laughs) and that will conclude episode three of the podcast this was the case of anatoly moskvin um i hope you enjoyed uh despite the nature of it but that is why you're listening to this to hear some true crime so i hope you enjoyed and check out the other two episodes if you have not and stay tuned for any upcoming ones and i will see you guys in the next episode bye (laughs)